duplicate content, two dreaded words in the world of SEO. Uh, I am a little bit of hyperbole there. Hey everyone, it's John from fatsexblog.com. I want to talk about a recent problem I had with some duplicate content and from ordering uh, articles from various writers. Okay. What I'm talking about here is I would, I would, pl- I do and I did plan out these clusters of articles. There are roughly about 20 articles within a, a topic. And what I did is I, I ordered them all on Writer Access, which is a platform that brings writers and publishers together. So what happens when I load up all the different article topics? They were picked up by all different writers. Okay. So there's really no coordination happening there. And my instructions were not as specific as they needed to be. And so what happened was a lot of the content was coming back with very similar introductions and FAQ sections across all the articles because I wasn't clear. And so today I want to talk about a very, very simple fix for that and other fixes, not as simple, but solutions to this because if this keeps going on, if I, if I hadn't spotted that for that cluster, it's very well. I, I I may have missed it for for future clusters, and 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 this could have been a widespread problem on my site. Now, before I get into it, I mean duplicate content, it's bad. You want to avoid it because Google doesn't want websites with the same content on multiple pages. Basically, Google doesn't want to rank two very similar pages on a website and. So Google has made it clear. It started many years ago. It's like don't have duplicate content. It's a big, it's a big no-no. Don't do it. If we if we think your site is doing a lot of it, we're going to we're going to downgrade your site. And that was in response to a lot of people basically like publishing the same article over and over and over, targeting different keywords. This is back when the Google algo was not nearly as sophisticated as today. So then that was Google's response. And and I think it's a good measure for websites. Um, but, you know, so, but if you have a few instances here and there of it, it's not game over, don't sweat it, but you, you really do want to avoid it as much as you can. So, so what happened is I placed the 20 different articles in the same topic and I was, I was looking at the FAQ and it's like same question over and over. Okay. So now I instruct writers to use answersocrates.com, uh, hrefs, which I give access to and Market Muse, which I also give access to, to research and come up with the different questions. Okay. So if they're all writing in the same general topic, but each article is, is, is drilled down a bit, they're going to end up with the same FAQ. They're also going to write the same introductions, which they did too, right? Because they're writing about generally of this topic. So let me, let me illustrate with an example. Let's say I have a cluster topic on basketball shoes. And then I have six articles in that. And those six articles are first basketball shoes for jumping. Number two, history of basketball shoes. Number three, basketball shoes for wide feet. Number four, basketball shoe brands. Number five, lightweight basketball shoes. And article six, basketball shoes for short men over 40. Those are all very different articles within the realm of basketball shoes. And they all warrant their own uh, article. Okay, but now I assign that to six different writers and I say do an FAQ within the topic. They're very likely going to research for the FAQ for the questions using just the term basketball shoes. Well, guess what? They all get the same questions and they're all going to write the same, roughly the same answer. So now I've got six articles with, with anywhere from 500 to a thousand words in the FAQ of similar content. That's not good. I don't want that on my site. 
So I had to go back and I had to tweak my instructions to the writers. I had to ask revisions and I apologize and I, you know, I put it on myself and I said I wasn't clear. So what, what I needed to do and how I fixed that was, is I made it clear in the instructions that the introduction and all the FAQ had to pertain to the specific aspect of that article. So in the case of basketball shoes for jumping, it had, everything had to pertain about the jumping part of the basketball shoe, that that's what it had to pertain to. Okay. And if they went into, you know, uh, even some non shoe oriented questions like, you know, can, can people train to jump higher or something like that? I was fine because that's restricted to jumping rather than to basketball shoes. So fortunately I caught that it didn't become a widespread problem on my website, but if you end up with hundreds of articles where you're regurgitating the same content, even though you didn't intend it for it, that could result in a problem. Google's going to probably start looking at your site and it might start excluding various pages from your site. And if it, and if Google thinks it's bad enough, they might even denigrate your entire site and search. Now that's draconian and that's not likely going to happen, but you know, you just gotta, you gotta be aware of this and you gotta, it's also a good lesson to really pay attention to the content that's coming back. If you have an editor that you hire who, whose job it is to review for this, you want to tell them about this potential problem. Uh, if it's you that's reviewing all the articles coming back, you need to watch out for this. Unfortunately, I spotted this, and which is kind of amazing because I'm not the most careful reviewer of content coming back. And if you're writing content yourself, you also want to watch out for this. Don't think you're clever and, oh, hey, I can easily add a thousand articles, a thousand words to every article very quickly just by using the same, F, the same questions in FAQ. That's not a clever approach. That's a really short-lived uh, nearsighted tactic that's going to backfire. Okay. Every question should be different. There's going to be a little bit of overlap here and there, and that's okay. Like for instance, uh, a new approach I'm taking to content to really drill down is I'm actually taking some of those questions in FAQs of articles and I'm creating whole new articles on them. Well, some of you might think, well, if you've already covered it in the FAQ, what's the point of doing a whole article? Well, I'll tell you because usually in the FAQ, the answer is, an overview. It briefly, quickly answers the question. It doesn't really flush it out. Okay. So, so for those questions where I think there's a lot more that could be said, I essentially treat the FAQ part as just a reference of that and a link to now the new article that really, really expands on that particular question. Now, can I do this with every question in all of my articles? No, but there are a lot of them that could definitely use uh, more explanation in a full article. So that, that's been a very easy way for me to come up with more article topics on my site and get really, really deep into these clusters. So be sure that your instructions, if you're ordering a cluster at a time, especially to a platform like Writer Access, where there's no coordination among the writers, writers are just going to pick this up and they're not communicating with one another. They're not, you know, they're not contacting the other writer and asking, hey, oh, hey, you know, I'm doing this questions research for this particular article. I see you've got a similar article. Um, who wants to cover which are which question? They're not going to do that. They're just going to crank them out and done, and they could all be the same. So you need to coordinate that and specify that particularly in your instructions. Now, another solution to this is, is instead of using a platform like Writer Access, is you order clusters from a writing service. Okay, sounds like it's identical to an agency. These are these are distinctions I come up with, but. A agency is kind of just this general platform that brings writers and publishers together and it's all self-directed. A service on the other hand is a writing, a content source 
but all of the writers are in-house. And then usually when you order, it'll go to a point of contact. It could be the owner. It could be a manager that is working for the owner. And then they assign all this content to the, to the appropriate in-house writers. Okay. So everything's a lot more coordinated, a lot more controlled. Now we hope we like to think it's coordinated. You know, I like to think that these people who are farming and running point on your account is property instructing writers and watching out for this, but don't assume that they are. So you need to make very clear to whoever your contact is there. It's like, okay, now I've just ordered six articles on basketball shoes. I, it's very, very important that each writer specify the questions and the introductions to the very nuanced part of the article. So in terms of our basketball shoes article, basketball shoes for jumping, the introduction needs to pertain precisely to basketball shoes for jumping. You can even talk about jumping generally in basketball, but what you don't want is you don't want a basketball shoe general industry discussion. And you want that same approach with the questions. You don't want just generally like uh, how many basketball shoes are sold in the world every year. Okay. That's a general basketball shoe industry question. You don't want to see that pop up in every single article. In fact, you probably don't want to see that in any of these articles because that's very general. So instead, what you want to see are questions pertaining specifically to basketball shoes for jumping. Okay. So I instruct my writers to use answersocrates.com, which is free, Market Muse, which I pay for, but they have logins, and also Ahrefs to come up with questions for these FAQ sections that I add to articles. And so if they're all going to put in just basketball shoes, it's going to generate the same questions for all of them. And that's what I need to avoid. So what, what I need to do then is have them input the more, the longer version of their article title into these. Now, this is really good and this is really bad. This is really good when actual questions materialize as very specific to, let's say, the jumping aspect of basketball shoes or the history of basketball shoes. That's great. Then it's a success. But sometimes these are so long tail and nuanced and obscure that no questions come up. And so then the writers are left, well, they don't have any questions. Okay, well, you know what my instructions for that situation is then don't do an FAQ. And then just come up with a creative introduction pertaining to that specific topic. I don't need an FAQ in every article. Um, when you're getting this specific, chances are you, know, you don't need to really flesh these articles out and get all that detailed because it's so obscure that they're probably going to rank almost instantly, automatically. There's just not going to be a lot of search volume behind it. So you don't have to have an FAQ for all of this, and that's okay. It's only if they actually find the uh, particular questions that pertain to that article. Okay, so you know, just to give you an example here, for those six articles, um, basketball shoes for, I believe, for jumping didn't really generate that many good questions. But basketball shoes for wide feet, which is a lot more of a popular and more highly searched topic within basketball shoes, did generate some good questions. In Market Muse, for instance, it came up with what basketball shoes are good for wide feet. It's a pretty obvious question. What features make for good basketball shoes for wide feet? That's actually kind of an interesting question. I'd actually like to read about that. What, why is this shoe better for jumping than another? How do you stretch basketball shoes for your wide feet? Okay, so these are really on-point questions. These are perfect for that type of article. So avoid that duplicate content across your websites in this format, you know, but again, one or two is not a big deal. Just pay attention to it. So 
The solutions so far specify your instructions or don't include an FAQ if no questions come up. Alternatively, if you want to get a lot more coordination with your cluster article orders, then you go with a service. Or if you're with Writer Access, uh, for example, you can hire a content manager in there for a monthly fee and they'll coordinate it for you. So you can do either or. Uh, I'm currently, I use both. I use services and agency. The service I'm using right now at the date of the podcast is being published because this changes all the time is Passion Posts. And I've been very happy with them. The price point's excellent. Others I've used in the past would be uh, Texttune, Word Agents, and Content Refine. Those are all services. They all have their in-house writers that they assign. You get a point of contact and they manage everything for you. You can give your clear instructions once to one person and they will then coordinate and manage the writers. So it, there are some definite advantages to going the service route, but I, I use both because I have different advantages and strengths with each type of content source. Um, I find Passion Post for the money right now to be excellent, but I also find with the services... You know, their margins are low, okay? And right now, Passion Post is a fairly young, new content source. They're outstanding. The guy who owns it is awesome. And the the problem I always fear with these is, because I've, I've used many of them over the years, and I've often started with them when they were fairly new, is their overhead structure is pretty low when they're starting out. It's usually the owner is the point person. They don't haven't hired managers. They don't have super fancy, expensive uh, software for their backend and all of this. So their overhead's low, so they can afford to charge less and still deliver a really good product. What happens is, is as they grow, they get popular. They got to, you know, the owner can't manage all these orders anymore. So he hires some managers so he's got to pay them a salary and then everything gets fancy. They start investing in more expensive software and everything gears up and scales up. But the overhead per you know, whatever per article order is going to go up as a result. So they got to bump up their prices. So you start at, you know, five cents a word and you're getting stellar, awesome, coordinated content. And a year or two later, it goes up to six, seven, eight cents a word. And and that's always the problem. I, I can tell you many examples. I, I used Texttune for quite some time. And I think I started with them at two and a half cents a word, like wicked cheap. They actually produce really good content for that rate. I think now they're at four and a half cents a word. Uh, word agents, I started with them at six cents. I think even for really big bulk orders, they might've charged me five cents. Now I don't think you can get anything at word agents unless it's really simple content for less than eight cents. Same with content refined. Now I know they offer a lot of additional services than just your general, um, agency platforms will provide like the coordination, which is huge. And it saves me a lot of time to use that, which is the reason I'm willing to pay a little bit more. But once they're starting, they hit the seven, eight cents a word realm, you know, that's, that's, that's hard. That's hard to justify, especially when the content is really no better. Okay. So passion posts right now is good. They're lean and mean. Their rates are good. The content's excellent. They've hired, they're very, very judicious in who they hire for in-house writers. So I'm finding them to be very good, but it's a very simple way to order clusters. Now you want to keep in mind, you may have a cluster of topics in a, um, within a larger topic for your site all planned out. Maybe it's 50 articles. This could happen if you drip order over time too. You know, a lot of people aren't going to order 20 articles in one afternoon. They might order two and, you know, but you're going to order two then maybe next week and then the week after. And this problem could even be a, a, 
harder to detect when you're when you're getting these articles coming in over time because you kind of forget what you had read before. So fortunately for me, I, I essentially had 20 articles kind of all come back within a day or two, and I started reviewing them. I'm like, oh man, that's like I. I read that before. I read that before. I, you know, okay, now there's a big problem. My mistake. I screwed up revisions, etc. It's really cool. Writer access. They do revisions. No questions asked. And, and everybody's cool about it. Uh, but if you did that over time, you might forget. And then, so before you know it, you get all this stuff published. And then without even knowing it, you've got a bunch of duplicate sections on your site. So just watch out for this. And anybody who, who you employ, they need to watch out for this. It's, it's, it can be a, a big problem and it can hurt your site. You're doing, you're paying for this additional, the FAQ sections for your site and well-written introductions. You're paying for this. It's not cheap. And yet you could be doing yourself more harm than good. Thanks for listening.